everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. We have a great episode for you today. I'm going to bring in our host, Hal Humphreys. Hey, Hal, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, our guest today is Jim Amron. He's, he's the author of Gener Generative Shift, Preparing Appraisers for Artificial Intelligence, Models Like ChatGPT. So Jim was the past CEO of AI, but we're going to be talking about a different AI today. So how are you doing, Jim? I'm doing great. I thank you both uh, for allowing me to be here today. It's just going to be fun. Well, Jim, Amron, thank you for taking the time to be here. I know you're a busy man. Um, you know, real quick for our listeners uh, and, and specifically our listeners on YouTube, we're going to be talking about this today, The Generative Shift. Um, it is a book by Jim Amron, and I'm going to recommend strongly that you go out and get yourself a copy of this book. I've seen a couple of folks on Facebook posting about it, saying what a good read it is. Um, Jim, tell us a little bit about your history in the industry. I know a lot of people may know you, but some may not. I know you were president of the, of the AI for a while, actually for quite some time. Uh, tell us about your history in the industry. Yeah, so Jim, I appreciate that. So I, um, I started uh, in the appraisal industry um, my senior year in college. Um, Semi-funny story about that. The uh, instructor was looking for a couple of people to come and work for two firms in town. Uh, two of us went to the front. He hired the pretty girl. He sent me to the other place. And I've been in the appraisal business ever since. So I uh, graduated from the other University of Texas, uh, the other UT, I guess I should say, um, and uh, uh, with degrees in finance and in real estate and urban land development, and really have been an appraiser my entire career. Uh, was actively involved with the Appraisal Institute, um, was uh, president in 2009, and again in 2017, and just finished up a stint as the CEO, and now I'm uh, trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Well... Good, good luck with that. Um, are you still in Texas, Jim? Are you a Texan by, by, by nature? Or is that where you were born? Well, I was uh, born in California, but as I tell all my Texas friends, I got here as fast as I could. So yeah, I'm still in Texas. Um, uh, uh, while I wasn't born here, I consider myself a Texan. It kind of gets into your spirit and uh, no offense to people in other parts of the country, but the barbecue here is still the best. So well, all right. You know, you just you just laid down the gauntlet there, Jim. Here's what I'm going to say. You know, Tennessee and Texas have a long history that is one of of help and hope. And, you know, we, we've had this long history. And like the first the first governor of the state of Tennessee was the first president of the Republic of Texas. Uh, you know, Davy Crockett and that whole crew went down to fall at the Alamo. Tennessee has a long history with Texas. But I will say this. If I'm eating brisket or beef barbecue, I'm going to Texas. If I'm eating pork barbecue, I'm staying home here in Tennessee. Uh, that's fair enough. I'll say this about barbecue. I've had uh, great barbecue uh, everywhere I've been. Uh, it's just all a little bit different. I love it. I love it. Well, let's do this, Jim. Thank you uh, for the intro. I'm going to take a quick second, and we'll hear a shout-out from one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Need a profitable PDC solution for your clients? Jaro's appraisal management software makes the process faster and easier. With Jaro, you can order standard appraisals, inspections, and hybrids, all on one seamless platform. The software also gives you everything you need to manage new vendors by taking care of background checks and letting you shop from a pre-vetted panel of inspectors with a wide range of credentials. Get started with Jaro today at tryjaro.com. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys, your host. You're listening to the Buzzcast. And I'm joined today by Jim Amron. Jim is a lifelong or career-long appraiser, um, has been actively involved in the industry for several years, um, president of the Appraisal Institute uh, for two terms, um, not consecutive. So he's, he's been in the business for quite some time. Now, Jim, you've got this new book out, The Generative Shift. Um, you know, first question I have is, I have played around with chat GPT. I know everybody is saying chat GPT. What does GPT mean? Well, it's a, it's a bad marketing term standing for generative preformed transformer. Um, and what that means in English or in Texan, as I would say, is it um, basically takes um, information that it collects through its training, millions and millions, and now at this point, billions and billions of pieces of data. And it actually runs a bit of a statistical model in the background. So if you were to type in um, the sky is more than likely the next word would be blue and it uses that type of modeling throughout. So um, it's great with text, um, awesome with text, uh, a little more challenged with numbers, um, but uh, it's getting better. I've seen remarkable change in the last 12 months and I can't imagine what it's gonna look like 12 months from now. Um, let me ask you this. So I, I do not understand, like to me, um, chat GPT is, is magic. Um, and I know that it's not magic. There is a structure there. I don't want to get too down deep into the weeds, but talk to me about tokens and characters and how that works. Well, that's a great question. Um, and I'll try and uh, simplify it because that's the only way I know how to speak. Um, you know, a token basically is uh, an element that these models use um, to do the next thing that it does. And so it breaks up words into tokens. So a complex word like oversimplification might be broken into the word over and simple or over simplification and it tell by, by that it kind of tells the model what 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 is next and what to expect these models are very random that's why when you ask it the same question twice um, you, you'll get a slightly different answer but i like to say that's very much like you and i having a conversation how that uh, if you ask me the same question twice i'm probably going to give you a generally the same answer but it's not going to be wrote and i know a lot of people get um concerned when they type something into a model like this and they get a different answer it's like oh it's messed up but that's actually part of its uh the the, the joy of it and it learns as it goes along a question you ask it today uh, it'll give you a different response today than it would have two years ago or even two weeks ago or even tomorrow because it's learning as it goes along. All right. So uh, not to get, again, too far off in the weeds, but there there has been some concern from certain folks, not just appraisers, but people in, in the world of um, uh, generative text models of you know it is a learning model it takes in information and it learns based on what is what is digesting is there a threat is there a fear that it, it ends up being sort of like an ouroboros and it starts devouring its own tail and coming out with answers that are that are not based on any form of logic well um yes yes and no there's a couple things i would say about that today um there's no doubt that these models uh will hallucinate they'll come up with things that it makes up on its own and while you can ask it to cite its sources, 
Um, I think as a user, it's very prudent to double check those sources and make sure they're real because I have seen it make up make up things. Uh, I think a lot of the concern around artificial intelligence today isn't really in the GPT model space, but what they think is going to come next is thing called artificial general intelligence, where they believe the model will actually be able to think, uh, maybe not feel like a human, but think like a human and kind of eat itself, as you say. And I know Elon Musk and others have raised a lot of concerns about that. Um, Given the rapid rate of change in that space in the last 12 months, I would not be surprised if in the next 12 to 24 months we have some type of artificial general intelligence model that uh, will be unrecognizable to us today. Um, but it will be something that I think can be a, a great tool, but obviously with that comes great concern. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it's one of those things where there, you know, anything that is this new and this rapidly improving is exciting, but it's also a little bit terrifying. Absolutely. And what I would say, Hal, when I first started playing around with this stuff, I was just curious like everybody else. So I kept reading about this in the paper, seeing it on news articles. In fact, you know, I think I might be the sixth uh, podcast that y'all have done that deals with artificial intelligence. So it's obviously in, in, in the, in the uh, sphere of people thinking about it today. And, uh, but I started to realize it could be a real good partner for me. Um, the way I look at this tool is it's a really, really smart intern. Somebody who knows a whole lot about a whole lot of things. LIA Administrators and Insurance Services, serving valuation professionals since 1978. We provide E&O insurance with a commitment to superior customer service, outstanding liability education, and unmatched claim defense, benefiting over 10,000 real estate professionals nationwide. Explore our exclusive appraiser liability education by Peter Christensen and cost-effective seminars designed to foster your growth. Our underwriters, with an average of 26 years of experience each, are dedicated to supporting appraisers. Visit liability.com to discover how LIA can safeguard your business. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. I'm Hal Humphreys, your host. I'm joined today by Jim Ameren, um, and we've been having a fantastic conversation about um, artificial intelligence in general, but um, generative text uh, in specific. Jim, you were saying just before the commercial break, Use one two one one word that I think is critical for us as appraisers to think about, and that is it's a tool, um, and it's like any other tool. You have to you have to work with the tool and figure out how it's going to work for you. Um, and it seems like you've done a good job of that. You you were saying you consider it um, a really well informed assistant. That's right. It's it's uh, it's probably the best apprentice that I've ever had or intern. Uh, really smart, uh, really able to do a lot of things, but something that you need to. Uh, pay attention to. You need to oversee their work. Um, I don't trust anything that comes out of that model that I'm going to use in a, in a meaningful way in an appraisal unless I double check that. But what's great about it is it gives me a starting place, a uh, starting point. So, you know, I'm not looking at a blank sheet of paper and going, okay, now what do I do? At least I've got something to work from. And I think in, in that way, uh, it can be a very useful tool. Like many appraisers, I, I worry about this being a replacement. Um, for us. I think ultimately it's going to be a partnership. Those people who learn how to use this tool and can adapt to it are going to find a way to make it useful in their practice. Um, 
I'm not a big fan of being an ostrich. Uh, I've always been a big fan of being curious and explore, you know, exploring what's happening out there. Um, so I, I think, you know, my, my advice to appraisers who are nervous about this is start small, do some simple things, you know, and then kind of build, build your, your base from there. Yeah. And, and look, here's the thing. Change is very difficult for a lot of people. It's, it's a hard thing to get your head around the idea of, okay, things are changing um, back in the day when they first came out with the ability to record audio, there were musicians who were saying this is the death of the music world. People will never go to live concerts again because they'll just listen to it in their, their home. That didn't turn out to be true. It was terrifying for the mus musicians at the time, but it ended up being a tool that they could use to expand their base of listeners and their base of fans. You know, I don't know how AI at the you know five, 10 years down the road. I don't know what the impact is, but I am here to say, I think we as appraisers, as, as you said, Jim, we can't put our heads in the sand and say, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. It is. And it behooves us to get our heads around the technology and understand it. Um, Jim, you know, last, last round of quick questions. How do you see AI changing this industry for appraisers and how will it play into the valuation modernization um, paradigm? Well, I think it's going to help appraisers be more efficient with those things that are rote and routine. Um, I still think the quality of the analysis, the thinking part of it, the part that I hope that's what people are paying us for, will still be in our purview. I really like the idea of the human agency, the part of the appraiser being involved in this as a useful tool. I hope, um, and, and my prayer is in the book, um, is that this, this sets the stage for folks. It gives them a little bit of something to work with. I imagine people are going to be much more creative than I am, and they're going to find ways to use this tool that I haven't even thought of. Um, you had a guest on, on one of your earlier podcasts, uh, Bill Waltenbaugh, talking about a, a GPT that he built where it used the vision capabilities to kind of help. And I, I like the idea of that. That's a second set of eyes on, uh, you know, I can take a picture of something, upload it to this GPT, and it can, it can find things that maybe I missed. And that alone is a, is a helpful thing, especially as I get a little bit older and maybe my glasses need to be, uh, you know, revised. It helps me see things that I would. So I think, again, it's going to be a useful tool, how just like a computer was. I mean, I started out in the days of the Green Hornet. Um, there's probably some of your listeners who don't know what I'm talking about, and bravo to them, but a lot of them probably do. And we've come a long ways from there, but we're still needed, right? So I'm hopeful that's where we end up. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. All right, again, for those of you um, out there in the world watching on YouTube, The Generative Shift, um, it is available. Where, where could someone buy this book, Jim? Just uh, go to Amazon. It's, uh, you know, it's like the Walmart of the internet, right? Everything's available on Amazon. So just search for that title. It's available in paperback and in Kindle uh, format. And, and I will say, as I said earlier, I have not made it all the way through the book, but just understanding the inner workings of, um, of let's just talk about ChatGPT, having a basic primer on how it works, I found really helpful for me. As an appraiser, for those of you out there listening, look, again, please, I beg you, don't put your heads in the sand and say this isn't happening. We're here. Let's learn to deal with it and learn to use the tools that are available to us. And Jim, one last thing before we go to uh, Morrison, this younger set of appraisers coming into the business, do you think they might be able to use this in ways we haven't even thought of? 
Yes, no, I think I think they're probably the ones that adapt to it and find the more creative uh, solutions to it. But, you know, in, in teaching over the years, I've also found that more seasoned appraisers are also willing to adapt to new technology. And those who are successful tend to do that at a quicker rate than maybe others. Absolutely. Uh, Jim Amron, thank you again so much for taking the time to be with us today. I appreciate your insight. I appreciate the absolute wealth of knowledge you have Um I would call it institutional knowledge about the industry in general. Um, thank you for being willing to come on and share your your history with us and, and kind of your insight into the business. Jim Morrison, do we by chance have an appraise, anonymous appraiser question? Yes, we do. So the appraiser asked us, would love some feedback on this. The lender is insisting that the subject is an arm length, arm's length transaction, but the subject was not listed in the FMLS and the purchaser uh, does renovations for the seller from the lender. Per the LOX file, the transaction is arm's length. The borrower knows the seller through business, but there's no material relationship. Both parties have a real estate agent, which is how the property was found. So I guess the question is, is it or is it not arm's length? I'm going to take the first stab in the gym. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Look, if you're an appraiser, the va part of the value that you bring to the table is your ability to research and analyze and draw conclusions. And part of that process is, and I'm going to go back to my old preaching grounds of USPAP uses the word must a grand total of three times. And it's always in the same context. An appraiser must collect, verify, and analyze all information necessary for credible assignment results. Just because the sale didn't go through MLS doesn't necessarily preclude it from being arm's length. There may have been a full-throated negotiation going on there. It's up to the appraiser to do the research, then analyze it and make the determination. Jim, thoughts? Hal, I, I, I agree with you. The only thing I would add is um, if it was exposed to the market, you know, that's another element of market value. So if it was exposed, MLS isn't the only way to expose something to the marketplace. So as long as there was some exposure in there, I would agree. I think it's uh, a large link transaction. And frankly, I think that's up to the appraiser to determine, not, not the lender. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jim Morrison, do we have anything else we need to cover today? No, Jim Amarin, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to put a link for your book in the comments. So anybody, rather than searching it, will have a link direct for it. But we really appreciate your time today and looking forward to this book. Well, thank you both. And uh, I hope it's a useful tool and folks can reach out to me. The contact information for me is easy to find on the Internet. Jim Amarin, thank you again for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Hal. Appreciate it. And if we don't have anything else uh, for Jim Morrison and Jim Amarin, I'm Hal Humphreys, and that is your appraisal buzzcast for this week.